Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. This is episode 36 for the week of January 13th, 2019. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their first full week back at work. Uh, I know it was a bit tough for me to adjust to it, but uh, you know what? I gotta, you gotta make do, and you just gotta get back into the swing of things and just wait for the next big break. But uh, but yeah, so I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the Disney Year in Review episode that I posted last week. Uh, again, Giovanni, thank you for coming on that show. But uh, but yeah, this week we're gonna have a another episode of interview with a cast member. So don't worry, that is coming up this week. But, uh, but yeah, we have a, a lot in store for today. Um, there was uh, some not, not big news stories, nothing crazy like the Star Wars uh, uh, news article that was dropped last week. But there were some. There was a, a big ticket impre- uh, increase at the, the Disneyland Resort. Uh, and then we got a opening date for the new Ant-Man and the Wasp ride over at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, and then there's a an Illuminations dining package that was announced, and some some DVC news that was uh, announced as well. So I'm going to be going into a bit of that. But um, why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press podcast? So after I recorded last week's news show, uh, a big story had dropped. There was a pretty large ticket price increase over at the Disneyland Resort, and some say it is the largest in its history. Uh, we can assume that it's because of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening up later this year. So it looks like one-day tickets went up about 10% and annual passes, some of the annual passes have gone up to almost 23%, which is a very, very huge increase 
um, which is just to me crazy. But um, I, I can also assume that the annual prices went up so much to kind of help the parks from overcrowding with all the locals in Southern California, which kind of stinks for the locals, to be honest. Um, the largest increase was the Disney Premier Passport, which is actually the highest tiered in the annual passports over at the at, over at Disneyland. Its original price was $1,579. Its new price is $1,949. So that that's prices over the, the prices increased over $400, which is insane. Insane. The, so the Premier Passport actually offers access to both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, and I kind of want to see the number of people who have that passport. I, I imagine it would only be like for the, the true Disney fanatics to, to have this. Like where, like I feel like they would just want to spend a lot of time in both parks going from coast to coast. But I, I, yeah, I want to see the numbers of how many people actually have this passport. It's probably going to be a lot less now because of the price. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, crazy. Um, Anyways, that's not really that's that's not all that went up in price. The the Max Pass service also raised in price from ten dollars a day to fifteen dollars a day. Um, and if you are an annual pass holder, you can actually add it uh, to your ticket for a hundred dollars now instead of the previous seventy five dollars. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Max Pass, uh, I've, I've explained it a few times on the show in the past, but I'll just go over it briefly real quick. It's essentially Disneyland's um, uh, fast pass service where if you're in the parks, you could still go to the rides and get the tic- like paper tickets, which did Walt Disney World used to have. But with Max Pass, you can actually do everything on your phone. You can't you can't do it in advance, like before your trip. So how Max Pass, Max pass works is once you are entered into Disneyland, your ticket is scanned. You your Max Pass. Uh, Max Pass is activated, and you can actually create a, a Fast Pass right on your phone. You can only do one at a time. Uh, it's really great. I did it for like a quick solo trip when I went for a day in Disneyland, uh, like a year and a half ago. Uh, it was phenomenal. I got on everything I wanted to in a short amount of time. So Max Pass is a really great service. Um, but yeah, so that that is if you're just there for the day, if you're not an annual pass holder, it is uh, now $15 a day instead of 10. So I don't I, I think this won't be the last time we see ticket incre- uh, ticket price increases this year over at Disneyland. Uh, I mean, Walt Disney World is up next, so we'll have to see what happens in that. Uh, and I don't think the ticket prices will really stop the crowds from visiting the park. Uh, people want to see the new Star Wars land, and I don't think money will really be an issue for most. Uh, I mean, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say that, but I-, I-, I feel like I feel like people won't care what the price is. They just want to see Star Wars. I mean, that's my opinion. I think people just want to go and see it, that people would dying to see this. But I think it, I think it kind of stinks that Disney is uh, is doing this, just jacking up the prices. But Hey, they got to do what they got to do. It's it's we know this as Disney fans that ticket prices are always going to increase. But uh, I think I think if you still find value in visiting the parks, um, then then it's still worth it. I still find a lot of value. 
So I'll still pay for it, unfortunately, but um, I still love Disney World and I'm still going to pay that uh, that amount of money to go. So if you can get discounts anywhere, try it and go for it. Luckily, with my work, I get some pretty decent discounts for Disney World tickets. So if your work has that, you should try to do that as well. But um, yeah, if there are any ticket price increases for Walt Disney World anytime in the future, I'll be sure to let you know. But for now... Um, let's let's hope that there are none later this year for Disneyland. So we're going to head on over quickly to the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. It was revealed that the newest Marvel attraction, Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle, will open on March 31st. So just a, two, two months away, just over two months. Uh, so it will be the world's first attraction that feature both the Wasp and Ant-Man as well as the first Marvel-themed attraction featuring a female superhero as the lead character. Now this is the second uh, Marvel theme attraction and the continued development of the ultimate hub for Marvel superhero action uh, in Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, they are going through a multi-year expansion right now. Uh, and then the new attraction will actually send guests on a mission with Ant-Man and the Wasp who have answered Iron Man's call for support in defending Hong Kong against Hydra's attack. Um, what I'll, be re uh, what I'll be reading next is actually from a description of the ride from the Disney blog article. If, uh, if, yeah, if you don't really know what this is, I'll, I'll kind of go through that. Uh, so this high-tech, high-energy, interactive adventure be begins with a visit to the SHIELD Science and Technology Pavilion, a newly opened facility at the Stark Expo in Tomorrowland set up to showcase SHIELD's latest technology, technological developments. A seemingly ordinary visit is soon interrupted by Hydra attempting to steal the arc reactor atop Stark Tower in Kowloon, Hong Kong, while its artificial intelligence Arnim Zola sends an army of swarm bots to the SHIELD Pavilion to steal a data core with highly confidential information. As he battles swarm bots in Kowloon, Kowloon sorry, uh, Iron Man calls in Ant-Man and the Wasp to defend the pavilion because they only they can shrink down to get between the bots armor to destroy them from the inside with thousands of bots and only two of them ant-man and the wasp call on guests at the pavilion to help aboard one of shield's newest combat vehicles dagger the defense assault ground rover guests are issued an emp blaster and engage in a heroic battle against ant-man or sorry alongside ant-man and the wasp to defeat zola and his swarm bots the attraction still fe uh, features uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp stars Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, who are reprising their roles, and the score is done by Christopher Beck, who is the composer for the Ant-Man uh, movies. So I think this is actually the first time that Disney have actually created rides to continue or continue a story from one ride to the next, because right now they have the Iron Man experience, where again, you're, you're with Iron Man, who's trying to stop... Uh, Hydra from stealing the Arctur, Arctur uh, reactor. So at the same time, you have this ride, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, defending the the pavilion from the swarm bot. So it's pretty cool that these rides are going side by side. 
Uh, and I know that they're going to continue that with all of the other Marvel lands opening up around the world. Um, I actually talked a lot, a lot about it on episode 28. Uh, Disney had actually announced a global initiative to connect all of the Marvel lands together. And I, I, think, think, I think that's a pretty genius part on Disney's move. Uh, I mean, anyways, I don't think I'll be getting to Hong Kong Disneyland anytime soon. Uh, but at least for us in the States, Disney's California Adventure will have their own Marvel-themed land in the near future. But yeah, I really, um, I really wish we were able to get this because I know it's going to be tough for everyone over here to check this ride out. But, uh, but yeah, but again, like I said, we're going to have our own Marvel-themed uh, land very soon. With Illuminations ending its 20-year run in Epcot this upcoming year, Disney announced the brand new Illuminations Dining Package. So, beginning on January 18th, you can make a reservation to eat at the patio on the Rose and Crown Dining Room in the United Kingdom Pavilion. The, the Rose and Crown patio offers very unique view of the nighttime spectacular around World Showcase Lagoon. This location does offer a very unique perspective that is perfect for a romantic night out or delicious end of the day finale with family and friends. This package includes a prefix menu that features a selection of Rose and Crown favorites as well as unlimited alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. You heard that, unlimited. Uh, as an appetizer, you can start with a scotch egg or the United Kingdom cheese platter. Some of the entrees include the famous fish and chips, uh, the corned beef and cabbage, pan-roasted Scottish salmon, or bangers and mash. And for dessert, you can get the pudding platter trio featuring sticky toffee pudding, English trifle, and chocolate nougat bar. Kids can enjoy a super salad with their choice of cheese and turkey flatbread, turkey meatball pasta, cheesy pasta, or fish and chips, as well as either fruit salad or trifle for dessert. So this event starts at 8 p.m. and will last until the show ends at 9.30. So you have like an hour and a half to eat and then drink as much as you want. Uh, reservations are available starting January 17th. Um, and reservations will begin on January 18th. So pricing for this is uh, $85 per adult to ages 10 and up, and then $35 per child uh, ages uh, 3 to 9, and then tax, tax and gratuity is included. Um, so I think this is a really cool thing. I mean, the Rose and Crown offers great views of the show, and you really don't have to worry about fighting off the crowds to get a good spot. Uh, I know sometimes if you were to have a previous dining reservation at the Rose and Crown Pub, you just had to have, it was it was kind of luck of the draw whether or not you were going to get a, a seat at the patio and get a good spot. So it's a little bit tough, but now this kind of guarantees that. Uh, I mean, if you plan on eating a meal at Epcot for dinner anyways, then this would be might be kind of smart to try this if you really want to watch Illuminations. Um, I mean, if I were going before Illuminations ended this summer, I would I would most likely do this. I mean, I think it's a, a good way to kind of go out with the show. Um, and plus, there's there's that all-you-can-drink option, which is another good reason to do this. 
So if you're a big Illuminations fan and want to see it one more time, this, this might be the option for you. So if you are a Walt Disney World annual pass holder, there are some special offerings for you during this year's Epcot International Festival of the Arts, which will take place January 18th through February 25th. Uh, for the first time, the first sorry, the first time you visit the festival, you will receive a complimentary pass holder magnet that will feature Figment. Uh, you just have to stop over in Mouse Gear or Port of Entry and show your valid annual pass card and photo ID. Uh, pass holders were, will also receive discounts on uh, on merchandise that also also features Figment. Uh, there are magic bands, T-shirts, ornaments, spirit jerseys, and more. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the spirit jerseys. They're just they're just so comfortable. I love them. I, I, I pretty much that's all I wear on the weekends are these spirit jerseys. Um, the the Figment spirit jersey is tie-dyed and very colorful. Colorful if you are interested. They can also pick up pass holder exclusive festival merchandise, which include a t-shirt, coaster set uh, featuring Mickey Mouse, a pin featuring Pluto, as well as an exclusive figment cookie that is available for purchase at Taste Track from January 18th to January 26th. So again, that's, uh, that's only for pass holders. Uh, pass holders can also enjoy a 10% discount on dining packages for the Disney on Broadway concert series throughout the festival. They also get a special 20% discount on dining package dining packages over at Beer Garden and the Coral Reef Restaurant for lunch and dinner through January 31st. Uh, but yeah, so I think if you are a annual pass holder, then you might just want to take advantage of some of these great offerings over at the Festival of the Arts. If you are a Disney Vacation Club member, then there is a special event for you. To close out the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, there will be a Disney on Broadway dessert party on February 25th. Uh, attendees will enjoy guaranteed seating at one of the evening's Disney on Broadway concerts over at the American Gardens Theater. And then right after that, there will be a 8.30 to 9.30 fireworks dessert party over in the United Kingdom Pavilion where you'll be watching Illuminations. And then right after that, you'll be heading over to the member lounge atop the Imagination Pavilion from 9.30 to 10.30 to uh, have a casual cocktail hour with the Disney on Broadway stars. So, the Disney on Broadway stars include Ashley Brown, who was Broadway's original Mary Poppins, Josh Strickland, who was the uh, Disney's uh, original Tarzan on Broadway, as well as Alton Fitzgerald White, who was uh, Mufasa over uh, at the Lion King Broadway show, and then Kissy Simmons, who is known for her performance as Nala in The Lion King. So all four of those stars will be performing that night as well as you'll be able to meet them on top the the lounge at the Imagination Pavilion. Uh, the cost of this is $77 per adults and $52 for children. 
there is a, a paid Epcot admission is required for that. So you can reserve that online today if you're interested. Uh, but yeah, so uh, being a, a DVC member definitely has its perks. But uh, if you are thinking of becoming a DVC member, well, here's some news you have to think about. So there are two different ways to become a member. Now, you can either buy a, a contract directly from Disney or you can buy one through one of the resale markets. And there's a lot of different ones out there. Maybe not a lot, but there's a few different ones out there. Um, and from what I understand, there really isn't much of a price difference between buying one from the other. Uh, but there are some big changes coming to the resale market. Uh, beginning January 19th, anybody who purchases a resale contract from one of the original 14 Disney Vacation Club resorts will be limited to staying at those resorts. So for example, if I buy into Bay Lake Tower on the resale market, I can only use my points to stay at that resort. Uh, I wouldn't be able to use my points to stay at any of the other resorts on the Walt Disney World property or anywhere else in the world for that matter. Um, any current members or new members who buy directly from Disney should not be affected by this. So if, if you aren't familiar with the Disney Vacation Club, I'll just give you like a brief summary. I mean, it, essentially, it's just a timeshare that you can buy into. Uh, if you buy through Disney, you can use your points to stay at any Disney resort at Walt Disney World, Disneyland. You can use it for a cruise line. Uh, adventures by Disney and you can also use it for a lot of different hotels around the world um, like the example I gave you before say I buy into the Bay Lake Tower uh, this allows me to book a stay at the resort 11 months in advance so that really gives me like top priority over anyone else who is uh, booking DVC through there um, but say I want to stay at the Wilderness Lodge or any other resort uh, I can only book seven months in advance um, so, I mean, there's a lot more rules, but that's that's a, like a very quick summary of the DVC program. Um, but pretty much Disney is kind of cornering the market uh, if you want to buy into the Disney Vacation Club. Um, so it's 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 pretty much just best to buy from di uh, Disney directly. Uh, I mean, you get a lot of different perks, and I know if you buy off the resale market, you don't get as many perks. Um, but I know this is kind of last minute, but if you were on the fence of whether or not be uh, to buy DVC, on January 16th, uh, price per point will be going up $6. So you might want to buy as soon as you can to, to save yourself some money. Um, but anyways, that's really all the news I have for the Disney Vacation Club. Um, if I, I know I didn't really do maybe that great of a job explaining the Disney Vacation Club or what it is, but I mean, there's there's a lot to it. But if, if anyone does want to give, uh, have me, uh, if anyone wants me to give like a detailed breakdown of how the Disney Vacation Club works on a future show, uh, let me know and like send me a message. But uh, hey, maybe if, if you're a listener out there that is a, a DVC member and if you want to explain to the audience maybe like the pros and cons of buying into the DVC program, let me know and uh, shoot me a message. I'd probably love to have you on the show because... I know the Disney Vacation Club is always like maybe such a mystery to people and why you should or should not buy into it. But yeah, so let me know and maybe we'll uh, we'll talk about it on a future show.
All right, well, we're going to head on over to the Disneyland Resort now where we have some news on some of the restaurants that are opening and reopening in the downtown Disney District. If you are a fan of the craft brewery, Ballast Point, well, they are opening up a brand new location this week. This is a family-friendly eatery that houses 4,000 square feet of restaurant and bar space in addition to the 3,000 square feet of outdoor dining. Uh, the rooftop features festive lighting and cabana-style seating, all with fantastic views of the downtown Disney District. Uh, Ballast Point will offer more than... 50 different beers across 100 taps and will also be creating specialty brews that will be exclusive to the downtown Disney District location. Uh, this menu will excite everyone, which it will have a mix of Southern California favorites such as Baja style fish tacos, uh, black marlin barbecue flatbread, and the California Kolsch steak burrito. It will also have a variety of burgers, gluten-free options, vegetarian dishes, dessert, and a kid-friendly menu. Uh, so yeah, this uh, Ballast Point is slated to open up this week on January 16th. And if you are hungry for some Italian food, then you'd be happy to hear that the Naples Ristorante and Bar, as well as the Napolini Pizzeria, is reopened. Uh, so Naples has had some very extensive renovations done. The first floor is a classic Italian pizzeria with fire-themed mosaic glass tile above a trio of new wood-burning stove ovens. In addition, a mural of photographs by Naples-based photographer Mimo Fontanella will be all over the walls. Uh, you can also relax on the expanded outdoor patio bar and area. Sorry, patio and bar area. Um, the second floor features more seating as well as a balcony with views of the promenade. Uh, Chef Umberto Rubelli, who is from Milan, will bring his authentic Italian favorites such as handcrafted pasta, wood-fired uh, Neapolitan pizzeria, as well as an extensive wine list uh, for lunch or dinner. And then at uh, Naples' sister restaurant, Napolini, you can, or Napolini Pizzeria, you can now create your own Neapolitan-style pizzas. Uh, there will be also delicious sandwiches, salads, and Italian desserts as well. Um, so the, the new Naples and Napolini are part of the, the, the big, uh, downtown districts promenade wide transformation. So there's still a lot more to come. I know on uh, past shows, I talked about the black tap, uh, burger or craft and burger that's coming soon. So, uh, I actually, I think when I went to, I'm pretty sure when we went to Disneyland in 2013, I remember eating at Napolini and really enjoying it. Um, I mean, it's it's been close to four or five years now however long it's been since i've eaten there so it's probably changed a lot since then of course they went through the renovations but i just remember going there back way back when and it was great so but yeah so those are some uh brand new options uh to eat if you are in the downtown disney district in disneyland So those are all the big news options we have this week. So I just have some quick announce, a couple quick announcements that I just want to share. Um, so Disney, Walt Disney World actually announced the official premiere date for the Wonderful World of Animation, which is the newest nighttime show that will be uh, at the Disney Hollywood Studios. 
So if you're going on May 1st and on, uh, that's the date of the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios. That is when the wonderful world of animation will make its grand premiere. Uh, and this was actually first revealed back in November. Um, and it's going to be featuring state-of-the-art projection technology that will take guests on a magical journey through more than 90 years of Disney animation. Um, I'm very excited for this. I can't wait. I'm glad that I got the I got a chance to see the Star Wars Nighttime Spectacular last year uh, when I went, and that was great. I'm gonna miss it though, but I'm excited to see what this new uh, fireworks, uh, what the what the new nighttime projection show is. I'm really excited to see that. But uh, but yeah. So the 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 last quick announcement that I have is that in July, the Grand Destino Tower will be opening over at the Coronado Springs Resort in Walt Disney World. Uh, and on top of the resort is a restaurant called Toledo Tapas Steak and Seafood. Uh, and so Toledo will offer great views of the entire Walt Disney World Resort. You should be able to see the Epcot Ball, Tower of Terror, the castle, so you'll probably be able to see fireworks going off while you're eating if, they're, if you're there late enough. Um, but here's a quick summary from the the Walt Disney World restaurant, or the, sorry, the here's a quick summary of the the restaurant from the Disney World Resort. Uh, I can't read tonight apparently, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so yeah, here's a summary. Spend the evening enjoying delicious tapas, sublime steaks, and succulent seafood under a large pair of olive trees and simmering vault, shimmering vaulted ceilings. On our, our on-stage tapas kitchen will serve small plates, charcuterie, and cheeses. Enjoy entrees such as our aged hand-cut Spanish chuleton for two, which is a 32-ounce bone-in ribeye, or any of the delicious sustainable seafood off offerings such as oven-roasted shrimp, scallops, tilefish, and Spanish olive, uh, Spanish olive oil braised octopus. Toledo highlights Spanish and California wines with over 75 choices hand-selected from our master sommelier, as well as our handcrafted cocktails, beers, and ciders. For, for dessert, continue to relax in Spanish decadence with an elegant array of tempting delicacies. So, uh, if you're interested in any of that, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of seafood and smaller plates and stuff like that, as well as one gigantic ribeye steak, which is just huge. But of course, it's for two, so yeah. But um, but yeah, if you're interested in eating here, uh, reservations are now open for July 9th. Um, that's when it's starting, July 9th, and you could eat there for dinner between 5 and 10 p.m. Um, so I think this is definitely one of those uh, restaurants that would be a great night out for all of you couples out there. I mean, I know this is uh, family-friendly. I know anyone, like all you families can go too, but I think this is a, a nicer restaurant where you might want to dress up and have like a good time. Definitely uh, maybe a dinner to celebrate with someone. Uh, and then, yeah, you'll get really great views of the parks. So I'm definitely interested in the, uh, trying this sometime in the future. I'm not sure if I'll get there on my next trip, but, uh, but at some point I'm going to have to try this one out. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Be sure to tune in this Wednesday evening when I drop the latest episode of Interview with a Cast Member. Uh, I'm very excited to share the show. It's going to be a really good one, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, if you are a, a current or past uh 
Disney cast member and you would like to be on the show and be interviewed and share your your experiences, uh, just reach out and uh, let me know. And I'd love to I'd love to schedule to be on the show in the future. Uh, but yeah, so guys, if you're not subscribing to the show already, please do so. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. We're on lots of uh, just we're on lots of platforms. Um, the easiest way to, to find me is accesspresspodcast.com. Uh, you can listen to all the shows there. I have them all there if, you, if you're if you not subscribing. Uh, but and, and I do have links to all of the, the different platforms that I am on if you're interested. Um, you guys can also follow me on social media. Uh, you can find me at Access Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can also shoot me an email over at Access Press Podcast uh, at gmail.com and uh, let me know if you have any questions at all. Uh, you can shoot them in and I'll, I'll make sure to get them on the show. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of it for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.